Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Tired. Tired. It's still six weeks. We're in week we're exiting week six. And my body has still not adjusted at all to sitting on a sofa all day watching football. And anybody who's listening to this that, you know, doesn't do that and says, oh, that sounds ridiculous. Uh, don't knock it till you try it. Well, I think the exhausting part for me is frantically checking my fantasy teams and seeing like, oh, did this did this person do something? Because like Red Zone, as, I, as I've said multiple times, Red Zone is just really exacerbates my ADHD. Um. See, I, I I love my red zone, but it is it is just kind of like mentally, it, it's it, it's exhausting. Mentally, physically, it is just exhausting. And I, like we're exhausted watching it. Imagine how exhausting <laughs> exhausted Scott Hansen is uh, after at like seven o'clock on Sundays. Listen, if I if I was getting paid what Scott Hansen was getting paid to sit on the couch and just casually watch, I'd be bright eyed and bushy tailed every Sunday. Well, it's a tough job because you know there are no commercial breaks, as they say. As, no, no, there are so, indeed there are indeed seven hours of commercial free football. So he has to be on for all seven hours of that. It's a it's probably it's one of those things that's tougher than it looks. Correct. Jobs. He's got he's got he's got to at least be on standby. Yeah, um, there was actually a great video I think on YouTube that was I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, I would recommend it. But it's basically like a like a day in the life of Scott of like what Scott Hansen does before uh, Red Zone. I may have seen this, but I'm not sure. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I may have, but I can't. I can't say with 100 percent certainty that I have. Okay, well that's fine. That's whatever. Um. All right. Well, we have a bunch of games to talk about. Um, only two teams on by, so we have a bunch of games to talk about. That's 15 games. Yes, that is 15 games. Thank you. Love that. Welcome. Former mathlete, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> AIS math over here. Yeah, there's a reason I went into radio, and it's because I am terrible at math. And meanwhile, my entire profession is doing calculations that are based on mathematics, but Football numerics makes sense to me. Yes. And like you're only working with, you know, tenths as far as decimals. You're not working with any crazy, crazy numbers. Right. That's also true. But anyway, so Thursday football, what a snooze fest. I mean, just the epitome of the Chiefs were basically playing a preseason game out there. Yeah. I, I barely even watched. And that's the kind of the, the vibe that I got from uh, from this game. So can I can I tell you a a, a a sincere story about Thursday night game? Okay, a sincere story. Yeah. Okay. I fell asleep. Like does that very often? While you're oh, watching the out. game, out. End of the first quarter, out. Oh, Second, not even third, fourth quarter. Missed it all. Not even in bed by halftime. Nope. Nope. On the couch, dead. But of course, I rewatched it the the next day because I obviously I had to. But yeah, 
Second, third, fourth quarter. Out. Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson's bad. Uh, the, the Broncos are just bad. Yeah, the Broncos are real bad. The Broncos are just bad. And granted, Javante looked okay. But it's kind of, I mean, nine touches for Jalil McLaughlin. Ten for Javante. Two for P. Ryan. And the P. Ryan was injured. It, yeah, it's a commit it's a committee as it is. Because if you it feels like the Broncos want to get McLaughlin more involved. But when you have a committee on a team that is losing and a team that is, well, not going to be able to run the ball as much as you'd like, that's definitely a a situation. I mean, we've gone over this with, with the Broncos and just how how dire this situation seems to be from a fantasy perspective. And uh, week after week, it just keeps on living up to the name. Yeah. And like it's a mess. It, this situation is it, is a real mess. And I just feel like outside of outside of Cortland Sutton, who just somehow finds a way most weeks to just kind of scrape by, there's no one from this offense that I'm really comfortable with starting in, in, in fantasy. I Javante, he's not droppable yet, but if you're not going to start him on your bench and there's someone like we're going to have this Christian McCaffrey discussion eventually. If you know, you don't have such deep benches and you have to make a decision on whether or not to drop Javante Williams or like Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell. I think you kind of have to at least think about it, depending on what your record is. Yeah, I think so. Cause like, What's Javante Williams going to do for you? Uh, nothing. Nothing. The, fl- <laughs> the floor the floor is low. The ceiling is lower. Like, what are you really hoping for this terrible Denver Broncos offense at this point? Like, uh, when, you're start- when you're starting somebody in fantasy not named Corlin Sutton for the Broncos. You're hoping for everyone to be smiling. Like well, yeah. there, there, there's there's no hope for well, I guess what do you, this for this Denver team. The better question would be what are you realistically expecting for this offense? Nothing. If you're starting, yeah. Nothing. No, if you have to start a Denver Broncos off uh offensive player outside of Portland Sutton, you're probably not doing too hot. No, you probably are not doing too hot. Um Javante Williams still hasn't hit 10 points, by the way, in full. That's not a surprise. Yeah. So. Um, for Kansas City, I mean, you know, what do you like? Like I said, basically preseason game. Good for Travis Kelsey. Prove everybody that he's healthy. And he's still doing things. Isaiah Pacheco had more of the, the share of the carries, but that's because the Chiefs were up early. So. I mean, do you really, what are the takeaways from this game that we don't know already? Uh, We need to have a serious conversation about Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I mean, he's been mid. Well, yeah, he's just, he's just been an average guy for the last three weeks in four point per passing touchdown, 
13.1, 19.0, and 17.1. That's that's a guy that you could probably pick off over the waiver wire. And you can't bench him because his name is Patrick Mahomes, and he's also he's also playing the Chargers next week. So um, yeah, if you're looking for your Mahomes bounce back game, that might be where, he, where where it comes. But and then he's I back mean, in Mile High after that, where he's in Mile High after that. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not benching Patrick Mahomes, but you need to have a serious look at. Is Patrick could Mahomes you, could you trade Patrick Mahomes off of name value? You probably can. That's or is he a buy low? I think. No. No, I I don't think there's such thing as a buy low when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Well, you think that if let's say, for example, you're a manager who has Patrick Mahomes on your team, I come to you, and you're like, well, you know, there's still the chance that Patrick Mahomes you know, leans up in his chair and starts taking things seriously. Because it feels like the Chiefs are just coasting at this point. They are. They are. They're winning games. They're winning games, and that's the biggest problem with all of this, is that it's not like they're losing games. They're winning games. So with the way that the Chiefs are going to be, they could look at this and say, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes has five picks through six weeks. Stuff. We're still winning games. Yeah. So and like Travis Kelsey still gets a lot of uh, his looks. He's so. the alpha. Yeah, he's he's the alpha in in this offense for for absolute certainty. And you're continuing to start him, uh, and you're continuing to hold Rushy Rice too. Uh, he's slowly but surely. Uh, I I think that there's something there. Four for seventy two on four targets. He just looks the best receiver out of the lot. To be quite honest, out of out of, you know, out of your Kadarius Tonys who scored in the game, uh, Sky Moore is droppable. Uh, MVS should never be on your roster. Justin Ross should never be on your roster. It, it, it's it's Rasheed Rice is probably the guy that I would think that if I had to choose out of the Chiefs receivers who I would probably want to be stashing on my on my benches, I think Rasheed Rice could be that guy. And next week, when you have the likes of let's just say, because I don't have the full buy schedule in front of me. But I know that the Cowboys are on by. Say you have CeeDee Lamb that's going to be out next week. Bang. You could play Rasheed Rice in, in deeper leagues against the Chargers. That's not it. That's not a crazy start by any means. Yeah. Uh, Jets are on by also. Oh, perfect. So, okay. Garrett Wilson, too. Yeah. I know that next week's the Bipocalypse, right? I believe it is. Yeah. I think you got six teams on by. I believe um, it is. Week yeah, seven. it's the Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, Titans. Yep. So have fun with that. Yep. So you're down at the receiver position next week. You're down Thielen, Chase, Higgins, Lamb, uh, Nico Collins, Garrett Wilson, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. So, so if you need if you need a guy to start in a sneaky spot start situation, I think she Rice could definitely be your guy. All right, let's move on to Sunday and talk about the Baltimore Ravens basically escaping with a win because they're just a a well-coached team. No, it's the Titans just stink. Well, that too. It's two things. Titans just stink. And yeah, the Ravens are are a well-coached team. But again, they are just 
going through the motions. They're just. You want to talk about up. another team that's coaching? That's coasting. Yeah, big time, big time. And I've been saying this now since week one. I mean, this is just. It, it's it's ugly. They're winning ugly. But you know what? Sometimes that's not a bad thing. But well, for fantasy, it is. Well, for fantasy, it is. Yeah, I just feel like they left points out there. They left points out on this field. There's, there's no doubt about it. And they can get by just by coasting, just by looking at the schedule. Detroit, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati, the Chargers, and they have their bye. Then the Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, and Steelers to end the season. Well, those are there's some tough matchups in there. I don't think they can get by by coasting. The first real big test that they might have is against defensively at least is against Cleveland. No, I think it's was that next week? Ne- Detroit next at home. Yeah. Detroit in Detroit at or home. oh at home at home. Nah, nah. Cleveland, I think is the first big one, and their fantasy playoff schedule. I think that that is a testy run for sure. Rams, excuse me, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins. That's a testy run. Yeah, well, so, that's going to be that's a gauntlet. Yeah, you you ride your Ravens as as much as you possibly can. If you have an opportunity to sell high, you sell high. I mean, Zay Flowers. I expected more out of him personally. I thought he was going to have a much bigger day, but six for fifty and a touchdown. You can't really complain. I just thought that there was more to be had from the Baltimore Ravens, and I think that's just been the, the theme of the season is. Good enough, but not great. Yeah. Um, for Tennessee, big uh, worry for Ryan Tannehill. Well, thank God they have the bye next week. Yeah. There were a lot right. of uh, Jet- Jets fans this morning saying, man, people said that the Jets should have taken Malik Willis over Brees Hall. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, Malik Willis does not look good. Although, I yep. mean, he did complete four out of five passes. But, that's wonderful. I mean, that's uh, that's that's awesome. He he yeah. No, he ain't it. No, no, he he no. ain't it. They got it. Trick. They have to see what they have in both Willis and Levis. I'm surprised that Will Levis is still inactive. Oh, he won't be after this. No, I know, but like in the, in this game, why is Will Levis still inactive? If they know that Malik Willis sucks. Oh well, clearly they think that. Willis is ahead of Levis and his development. And it's not like Levis was a first round pick. If Levis were a first round pick and he were and he were the third quarterback on this roster, then yeah, it was a big problem. But he fell out of the first round for a reason. Whether I agree with it or not, that's just what happened. <laughs> and we're we're gonna see Will Levis for sure. I would I would bet a good amount of money on that. That we we will see will love us at, at at some point, but we need to have a conversation about DeAndre Hopkins. One for twenty on five targets. Uh, this is not what you signed up for, and this was the biggest worry with DeAndre Hopkins going to the Tennessee Titans. I don't think we'd be having this level of issue if he were with the New England Patriots. Like for as bad as the Patriots are, I don't know about that. I, I we know at least that he would be getting targeted, and there wouldn't be such an emphasis on trying to keep the run game going that part i agree with but i, I don't have know. i have more faith in the patriots airing it out than i do in the tennessee titans is that fair 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. the Patriots would be down more in games, so they would be throwing the ball more. Well, with benefit but... of hindsight, yeah. But yes. I, I, at the beginning of the season, I was just saying, well, the Patriots wouldn't be a bad thing. Pa- Patriots versus Titans, I should say, wouldn't have been a bad thing. But if you're DeAndre Hopkins right now and, and, and you uh, – there's conflicting reports about you know whether or not the top, top teams were interested. But if you're Hopkins right and you got like a $13 million offer for one year from the Kansas City Chiefs, how in the hell are you feeling right now? Oh, I would feel like I've made a terrible mistake. And why, why wouldn't you take that? And and maybe he didn't get that offer, but this is just be spitballing me being hypothetical. Um, That's the kind you, of receiver that the Chiefs need is somebody like DeAndre Hopkins to pair with Travis Kelsey also. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if Hopkins could be a guy that potentially gets moved. I wonder if that's a, a, a possibility. And uh, as for Derrick Henry, yeah, you need to do what you need to do to find a buyer for Henry because this is now... I mean, you thought with Tannehill there that this was bad. Wait until Tannehill is not there. Yeah. Granted, like th- you have an extra week to do it. True. Speaking of trades, I mean, there's no way that this Titans team has playoff aspirations. They have no two. You know, the Texans are surprise are like a surprising good team. The Jacksonville Jaguars just like we knew it'd be the good. Colts. We, kn- we knew yeah, it'd we- be good, but they're okay. The Colts might hang around. I just don't think that there's a a chance for the Titans. I think they should sell at the deadline. That's not really a thing in football. That's no, more of a baseball I, I conversation. Think, I don't think any of these AFC South teams outside of the Jaguars are going to contend for a for a playoff spot. Maybe Houston, but I just think with how strong the AFC is, I just think that the Texans are just a class outside of you know, these playoff contending teams, but is it possible? Sure. They're three and three. So a- a- anything is possible. Yeah. Um, anything else for this game? Uh, mercifully. No. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about one of your favorite quarterbacks. Desmond. Mitter. Mitter. Oh, that was painful to watch. I, Red Zone showed a lot of this game, and yeah, they did. it was they did. I, I was like, "This is this is horrible." I mean, also as somebody who has Bijan Robinson on his team, I was like, "This." Is, I was yelling at my TV, like, Ugh, "Just use him, just use him." You and I both. I mean, this is just that last pick that Desmond Mitter threw into the end zone when they had second and goal on like the three yard line. And I'm like screaming, please, God, run it with Bijan. I, I think Arthur Smith is just overthinking things. I, genuinely, I think he yeah. is just overthinking it. Like you look at the best teams, right? You look at the Dolphins. You look at the Eagles. You look at the 49ers. What do they all do? They're in, in five-yard line, goal to go. What are they doing? Running. They're running the ball. Right. They are running the ball with their horses. I, I don't know whether Arthur Smith just wants to prove to everybody else that he's just like so much smarter than them. But uh, my patience was very thin with Arthur Smith coming into the year. The patience is gone. He, he, he I'm convinced that he's going to go down with the ship that is known as Desmond Metter, the SS Metter. 
it's he, just he's just gonna go down with it and, and it, it's it's shitty because it it shouldn't have to be this way with this array of talent that they have and taylor heineke who we know is good on the bench this is the biggest problem the nfc south is so mid if they bring in taylor heineke heineke can win them this division yeah i think so he can't he could absolutely win this division yeah the, the Falcons today, the Falcons left at least two touchdowns on this field. They should have won this game. Absolutely. I mean, look at Arthur. I saw Arthur Smith's face. I thought he was going to kill Desmond Ritter after he threw some of those picks. Yeah, but that, but what's going to end up happening with that? Nothing. 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 I Ar- Arthur Smith is coaching himself out of a job at this point. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes, he is. And and I don't call for, for people's jobs very often, but I mean – when you have a guy that right now has six touchdowns to six interceptions and your record is three and three. I, I think you got to look at something there. Either you're not doing your job right or the quarterback is not doing his job right. Yeah. And like with the running backs, it's just so frustrating because on the goal line, they're like, well, we're going to be fancy and we're going to split Bijan Robinson out wide and give the ball to Tyler Algier when it's goal to go. Which doesn't make any sense. I, listen, go Cougs. I get so it. The, the interception in, in the red zone, I just want to point out one thing. That was the second INT. The third INT was when they had Bijan lining up as an outside receiver running a fucking slant. Yeah, that was... I was. Oh my God, it. that drove me nuts. Yeah. Truly, that well, drove me nuts. And the funny thing is, I think that Ritter might have wanted to go to Bijan on that red zone pick, but he got like pushed out of the way because on that, I think it was a bootleg or something like that. Yeah. And Bijan got pushed. So he wasn't open in the end zone and he just forced it in into coverage. And that's what happened. Yeah. But we do also talk about the good. And the good was Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. He scored a fucking touchdown. On American soil. My God. Unbelievable. Kyle Pitts actually scored a touchdown in the same game where John U. Smith also scored a touchdown. Yeah. It, 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 incredible stuff. And Drake London, too, nine for 125 and 12. But this is what the commanders just kind of do. The, the opposing receivers have very good days against Washington. So I'm not going to say that Drake London is necessarily 100% back. Because as previously stated, I just have overwhelming concerns about the Falcons' offense as a whole. But as do I. But if I am if I am being um, neutral and putting my personal feelings aside, the schedule for Drake London and the kind of corners that he's going to be going up against is absolutely awesome for the next four games: Tampa, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arizona. That's pretty nice. He could have some good games coming. So I'm not I'm not saying rush him back into your lineups, but I'm saying he should absolutely be in the wide receiver three flex conversation in full point PPR. He should be. I'd want to see him do it again. Sure. And that is a very fair and reasonable enough expectation. 
But some he people can't. will also say he had a good game last week too. He had six catches last week. This week he had nine. So it, it, it's trending upward for Drake London. But the expect the, the thought, Adam, that you have of you want to see it again because of the overall questions and uncertainty that you have with the Atlanta Falcons is very fair and very justified. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really a Drake London. I, there's like some inherent bias for me because I'm just not a Drake London guy anyway. So I get um, it. Um, sure, sure. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, a Drake London fanboy or anything. But I, I, I think he's good. I think he's good. I think this offense just holds him, holds him back, which is pretty much the, the overwhelming theme of this conversation that we're having is that this offense just absolutely sucks. Yeah, I shouldn't say sucks because they they move the ball, they put up points, but it is very. Um, uh, how do I put this in a, in a in a proper tone? Uh, very um, mid uh, shotgun to the foot prone. <laughs> All right, if that makes yeah, sense, it does. They they do do that. They did it three times in this game, actually. Yeah, yeah, and none of the three were good. And also, Desmond Desmond Ritter took a couple of really bad sacks. Too. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Washington. I mean, great game for Sam Howell for the touchdown, throwing those uh, touchdowns. Curtis Samuel, I uh, yeah, I didn't pick him up. So but... Adam, I have to, I, I do have to tell you something. I, I advised somebody this morning to start Curtis Samuel. I knew it. The person that's playing me in fantasy. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's who it was. Yeah. So I advise that. I advise him to start Curtis Samuel. Because you thought it'd be funny, or you thought it'd no, be a good honestly, start? I had no idea. I had no idea who was playing him. Oh, I see. I had no idea. We just go through our lineups, and before I hop on, uh, before I hop on my chats in the morning, and um. He saw Curtis Samuel out there and, you know, looking at the last couple of weeks that Curtis Samuel has had, he has been doing some things. And it was a, it was a, a, a educated guess that it would be a, a good start. And he scored third straight game with, uh, with the touchdown for Curtis Samuel. And he has another great matchup next week against the Giants. So yep. probably four in a row for, for Curtis Samuel. Yeah, uh, the real conversation from this game is kind of a a continuation of what we talked about last week is, or I guess we didn't talk about two weeks ago because I wasn't on the review show last week. Um, But Jahan Dotson. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Dumpsville. Yeah, there was one. I know that he had one pretty bad drop in this game. Well, I guess it was, it was the, the one. it was the only drop the that one. he had. It was the only target that he had. Yeah, so he had a pretty bad drop at the end of this game. Yeah, so. I'm willing to I'm willing to take the L on the Jahan Dotson uh, breakout for 2023. He's droppable. Yeah, which sucks because you know he had a lot of potential, but yeah, Sam Howell. Like, I'm just trying to I'm way. just trying to think of maybe a potential name that could be that could be out there that if. You know, they'd be available. Maybe you were to go pick them up. Like if Rashid Shahid is out there, 
I think I'd rather Shahid rest of season than than Dotson as long as long as Derek Carr is out there. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I, I think I would. Um, Josh Josh Downs, that was the one that I also had a conversation about this morning with somebody. Uh, I kind of think I would. I, I think I would be dropping Dotson before Downs. You know who actually might also be out there is Curtis Samuel. By the, at this point, he is owned in twenty eight point three percent of leagues. I don't know. I don't know if I would drop Dotson for Samuel. Do you think Curtis Samuel like it's not sustainable? No, or... I just don't think it makes sense to make a lateral move from one Washington receiver to the other. Well, one has been performing a lot better than the other one. Yeah, the but thing. the sec- but the second that you start Curtis Samuel, he's gonna stink. That's true. And it just That's doesn't a... make sense. It doesn't make sense for you to just go from one receiver to the other in the same offense. I, my thinking of when I'm dropping someone, I just want out of that whole situation altogether. I think that, you know, the outside of Terry McLaurin and outside of maybe Brian Robinson to an extent, this just really isn't an offense that I really want to be super, super invested in. So if you have a ton of shares of Jahan Dotson, you want to cut loose and go for someone somewhere else that could perform uh, much more efficiently for your fantasy teams. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, no, I can I see the the perspective on that. Um, okay. Anything else for this game? Uh, uh no. All right. Next up is the Bengals playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. So not a banner game for Geno Smith, but Kenneth Walker had a good had a pretty solid game as well. Lucky happy that he scored on that one. I love that guy. Uh, I, I I really do. Yeah. He's awesome. It's just another game with like a lot of unnecessary sacks with Gino where they probably, I mean, Gino passed for 323 yards and only had, and the offense only had 13 points to show for it. Yeah. Just a, a weird day again with like a lot of points that were, that were left out there for, for Seattle, Gino really didn't have it with with DK in this game. Um, did have it with Tyler Lockett. Uh, Jake Bobo was involved, and then he he left the game, but then came back. Uh, I mean, DK gym. actually had an okay game. He had four for sixty nine. Nice. No, that's not a good game. Where where I come from, at least, it's not. That's not a good game. Well, compared to Tyler Lockett, they both had similar games. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 15 points. I think I'd rather, I'd rather be, I'd much rather be happy. I'd happy, be happier with Tyler Lockett. Wow. Can I speak? Yes. Uh, well, that's with, math with Lockett than I would with, with, with Metcalf and, and Metcalf. I mean, Metcalf was a guy that was, that was drafted in round, late round three, early round four, where yes. Lockett was being drafted in round five, round six. So you're getting similar production from guys that were drafted about two rounds apart. That's um, that's not great. It's, def- it's definitely not great. This offense, it- it's weird because outside outside of Kenneth Walker, this isn't an offense that I'm like super, super eager to get involved in. But the names that are in this offense it- it suggests that 
it's good enough where you would expect to turn around at some point, but you don't know when that's going to happen. I mean, the only the only consistent guy, like I just said, that you are starting every single week is Kenneth Walker. I mean, oh my god. He just he he just scores. He just scores every single week. That is six touchdowns in five games. Only time he didn't score was in week number one. And in two of those games, he had two rushing touchdowns. This is a guy that you are starting every single week and is going to be a top 10 play for me for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's he was great. Absolutely. All right, moving on to the uh, Cincinnati side. Um, another kind of like this game or the Cincinnati stat line really fit the score line more or fit the score more, if that makes sense. Uh, that's a, it's a word salad, but basically pedestrian game on the box score led to only 17 points. That makes sense. Um, you know, Seahawks, Seahawks defense played well. Seahawks yeah. defense played well. They put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow and it was very clear that Joe Burrow just is not, uh, is not a hundred percent back yet. I mean, we saw, we saw from Joe Burrow last week that he had a bit more flexibility to move around in the pocket against the Cardinals because the Cardinals don't necessarily have the the, the defensive talent, I guess, on their team currently, like the Cincinnati Bengals, like excuse me, the Seattle Seahawks do. Seattle Seattle Seahawks front really did get the most out of the Bengals front in this game. Put that offensive line under a ton of pressure and that made Joe Burrow. Uh, take some sacks, take some hits, and he couldn't he couldn't move around as much, and and it showed that calf is is not a hundred percent, but still, in a week where, as Adam pointed out before we we came on, uh, this was a down week for quarterback scoring, just in general. But Joe Burrow with a thirteen point four when looking at the grand scheme of things with the quarterback position this week, absolutely did not kill you. Nope, he really didn't. Um, yeah, it was, it really was a pretty pedestrian quarterback week. Um, yeah, it was Jared Goff leading into sun going into Sunday night. Um, Jared yeah, I Goff, think going into Sunday night, there's five guys over 15 points. Is is that correct, Adam? Um, let me just see in four point per passing touchdown, at least. There's a bit more. So there's. Tua, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, Sam Howell, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and Desmond Ritter. Okay, so eight. Yeah. Eight guys over 15 points. That's dreadful. It's pretty bad. And only two over 20. That's terrible. Granted, granted, there's going to be three after Sunday night. Yeah, and maybe four or five after Monday. Oh, yeah, after Monday. Yeah. Uh, depending on how that goes. But yeah, just not a great uh, week for quarterbacks. But yet, has got the win. So that's all That's all you want. Got the win. It was a messy, messy game from the, the from the Bengals' point of view as well. It just was not their, uh, their best effort. But Burrow is still working his way back. I think that was abundantly, abundantly clear. Mixon was mid. Uh, T. Higgins was mid. 
uh, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase really were the beneficiaries of of Joe Burrow today. So you're you're, you're not considering benching Joe Mixon, uh, T Higgins. You just got to continue to ride out the storm. But if you have Jamar Chase and if you pick up Tyler Boyd and you started him, then yeah, you're sitting you're sitting really really uh, really pretty with uh, with those guys. And they have a buy next week, much needed buy, I would imagine, because guess what? When they come back from that buy, they got the 49ers in San Francisco. Oh and they better be ready for that game. That's going to be rough. Yeah, I can tell you right now, if Joe, Bur- if Joe Burrow ain't 100% for that game, that could be a problem. Yeah. All right. And they struggle with the Seahawks front. That Niners front is just different. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Um, next up, the Indianapolis Colts continue their long losing streak or their, is it even a losing streak? But you know, their, their hex on the Jacksonville Jaguars or I guess the Jacksonville Jaguars have a hex on them. Yeah. No, this is, uh, this was basically week one all over again. And Jake, yep. Jake does send his apology to anybody who listened to him for start his start of the week being Gardner Minshew. He sends, he sends his apologies. Yeah, that was not a great one for Minshew. Um, yeah. I did last minute pick up the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, so that was fun. Nice. Nice. Good pickup. <laughs> I dropped uh, Baltimore. I dropped Baltimore's defense for the Jaguars defense. And which, who, had, I mean, who had more? I don't know. I'll look. It was it Jacksonville or... You know what the um, weird thing is? It doesn't even say in the scoring leaders. It doesn't... Oh, it's because I'm in the guillotine that doesn't have defenses. Uh, let's see here. That's genius. Yeah. Actually, Baltimore had more points by two. Or no, it was a tie. Oh, all right. So, yeah, they both had 13. Hey, you were you were fine. I was fine. That was not the reason why things didn't go my way this week. Um, there, there are other reasons for that. Okay. So, yeah. Gardner Minshew, not a great game. Zach Moss. Zach Moss got a random I mean, look, touchdown. You take, you take some of those picks away. Three, he threw for 329 yards. Take some of those picks away. And Gardner Minshew has a pretty good day by, you know, QB standards for, for week number six. I believe he was the number two uh, passer on the day in terms of passing yards. I want to I want to say that there was one other guy, three that was a ha- that was a head a three was it yeah it, Carr and Goff, correct yeah okay so I I, fi- I figured Goff was going to be up there when it, when it, when it was all said and done but but regardless yeah you take some of the picks away and Gardner Gardner was fine um, Jonathan Taylor getting more work that's nice 50-50 split between him. And and Zach Moss, but obviously, you know, they they went down in a hurry, and and then they start they started having to throw the ball, and you saw the likes of Michael Pittman have a big day, nice bounce back game for for Michael Pittman. Josh Downs got into the end zone for for the Colts as well. Alec Pierce uh, left this game injured. Um, I don't know the extent of the injury yet. I just heard upper body. So I mean, maybe it, maybe it says under his uh, his player card, Adam. Um, but last I heard is that he left 
hurt. I didn't, I didn't hear with what. Um, and then Kylan Granson as well had a pretty, uh, pretty good day when you're looking at the tight end situation for the Colts, which is pretty uh, dire to, to put it mildly. Um, so James Boyd of the athletic, according to ESPN fantasy, James Boyd of the athletic reports that Pierce exited early with a right shoulder injury. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. What is it with the Colts and shoulders? My God. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, though, actually had a nice 40 yard catch out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's going to continue to work his way back for sure. But we have to talk about Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, yeah, I was meaning to ask you about this. So is he actually going to go through with this season ending surgery? I, I was told this last night that this was a realistic possibility. And when I asked this person just how real this could potentially be, um, the source that I talked to said that this is very, very, very real. That we could have Anthony Richardson done for the season after three games. This is one of those things where, like, I saw it on the ticker uh, during before watching Red Zone. I was like, "What? Yeah, I've never heard about this. I hadn't heard about this. This is yeah. Just a this is um complete blindside. Not good. Not good. And he only completed two of those games too. He played four games. He completed only two, and he missed one. God, hopefully that's not an omen for his career. Because... This dude needs to learn how to slide. Yeah, a lot of young quarterbacks. That's. I'm surprised that that's not like the first thing that you go over in when mini camps open up is slide. Yep. You got to learn how to slide. Just watch baseball players. Just watch baseball. That's it. Not Chase Utley. Fuck Chase Utley. Don't learn how to slide from Chase Utley because he's a bitch. (laughs) Just learn (laughs) how to slide. And I got to get my jabs in when I can. I'm in a good mood. Of course. Of course. (laughs) You're carrying the we're carrying the weight today because the the energy levels from this guy are are are, are low. Um, <laughs> are we going Jacksonville? Yes. So Jacksonville, I mean, great game for Travis Etienne. Yep. Trevor Again. Trevor Lawrence is the real question because he had that knee injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what I heard is that they don't think it's too serious, that there was some swelling in the knee, but they don't think there's anything structurally off. Um, I haven't heard if whether or not that he's going to have some sort of MRI or X-ray or, or, or whatever, but the last I heard is that the Jaguars don't feel like this is going to be too big of a deal moving forward for, for Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, I guess that's that's good news, but he's just another quarterback that has just been so incredibly mid uh, this season as – as a whole, really. Christian Kirk, my boy, getting into the end zone again. Love to see it. Calvin Ridley with a, with, a, with a pretty crappy day. So, overall, Christian Kirk looked good. Calvin Ridley didn't. And I'm looking right. So, awesome. Never said what I said in week one. Fuck that. Okay. Sorry for swearing. Well, it's, it's okay. Just put another tally on the board for Christian Kirk weeks and Calvin Ridley weeks. Listen, I, 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 don't, I don't celebrate prematurely that that's that's silly I, I i would never do such a thing however you have calvin ridley that was taken in the middle of the fourth round early part of the fourth round maybe in some situations in the third right you have christian kirk have you learned nothing taken... from week one by the way where you just said that you were wrong after one week oh yeah 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 and i and i can i've completely expunged that from the record fuck that i'm right i'm right fuck everybody sorry for swearing 
Christian Kirk was taken in round eight. You have a guy in round eight that is currently matching the production of a guy that was taken in round three. That is the point that I was trying to make way back in the summer when everybody and their mother was calling me crazy. So Except you know what? Us. To those people, to those people who were calling me crazy and adding me and 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 wanting to make wagers with me about because Calvin Ridley is so much better, go fuck yourselves. Sorry for swearing. I hope sorry for swearing is going to be the new bit for the rest of the season because it's really funny. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sorry for swearing. But yeah, fuck those people. Christian Kirk, I I, I literally that should be my I should get a, a t-shirt made. First March, Christian Kirk guy. Christian Kirk number Christian Kirk's number one fan. Just Christian Kirk guy. Big big fan. Big fan of his. Big fan of him and his work. Yes. All right. Next up. Uh the Carolina Panthers went down to South Beach to the Miami Dolphins. And uh Johnny Hecker did his best Zinedine Sedan impression. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And and I could tell you right now, that was a great Matarazzi impression, too, because that was an F L O P flop. Yes, that was like a shot-for-shot remake of what happened in the 2006 World Cup. Yeah. I was like, I'm seeing double. (laughs) And a big one. But. (laughs) He's going 11 for 13. He's putting up 115 and a TD. This guy, th- this guy is just nuts. Like who, who would not me? I want to put that out there. Not me. Not me either. Honestly. I did not think that Adam Thielen was going to be this vintage, almost vintage Adam Thielen. No, it is for, vintage. Not even almost. The Carolina this, Panthers. Is... this is, this is nuts. He is getting targeted. He's scoring, and there's no reason why he can't continue to do this with the schedule that the Panthers have coming up. Houston, Indianapolis, Chicago, Dallas is a toughie, Tennessee, Tampa, New Orleans is a toughie, Atlanta, Green Bay is a toughie, but history against the Packers, and then Jacksonville to end the season. That is an awesome schedule for for Adam Thielen, he is not a sell high. He is a hold. Yeah, you and miraculously ride him, ride him to the fucking moon. Sorry for smart. Miraculously, Bryce Young looks like a much better quarterback with Adam Thielen doing what he does. He's growing. He's growing. There were some throws that he made today where I was like, "Ew." There were other decisions where he made where I was saying, "Um." Why are you holding on to the ball for that long? You got to get it out quicker. But he's making strides as a quarterback, slowly but surely. You're not starting your fantasy purposes, but as a professional quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, whose hopes and dreams as a franchise really rest of this kid, he he is making uh, strides. Well, it, it's been a rough go of it for Bryce Young because there was the whole thing in midweek where it was like ownership, like. Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud, but ownership was like, no, you're taking Bryce Young. Right. It was a whole, whole, whole blue. Right. Right. Which should never be happening. Um, And from what I heard as well, just to kind of um, counter that story, uh, I heard that is not true. Okay. 
I heard that is not true. So, you know, take that for for what you will. Um, Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Miles Sanders is a real problem here. Chuba Hubbard looked better in this game than Miles Sanders has looked all year. Yeah. And Miles Sanders wasn't really good in, in his last year in Philadelphia. So Miles Sanders might just not be good anymore. Well, Miles Sanders was great in his last year in Philadelphia. Are you kidding? He had well, double the touchdowns last year. Not on a game by game basis, I guess. No, 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 no. Week to week, no. But at the end of the day, the guy had double the touchdowns and was very he benefited on playing on the Philadelphia Eagles offense. That's for damn sure. And turn that into a nice contract. And now he's just, you know, not doing anything of note with the Carolina Panthers. And hate to say it, you were right, Adam, but Adam is right. This is uh this is a mess. This is a mess of a situation. And I do think Chuba Hubbard, I don't think he's gonna overtake Miles Sanders necessarily, but is there a case to be made that Chuba Hubbard should have more touches going his way? Yes, for for sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he he looked good in this game. Yeah, I mean, granted, granted, it was a blowout. So, but, the, but there were there was a point where, well, obviously the Panthers, you know, they had a fourteen nothing lead in this game, and then the Dolphins kind of just like was like, oh right, we're playing a football game in the, the second Dolphins quarter. Gave them a head start. Yeah, the Dolphins were like, here, one, I'll give you two free shots. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then. Oh yeah, we'll uh we'll 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 turn it on now. Yeah. Um bit of a heart attack for Miami when uh Tyree Kill pulled up lame uh with that hamstring injury. And then he just came back into the game like nothing happened. No, it was cramps. Or it was cramps. Well yeah, yeah it was cramping. It was cramps. Well you know cramping. So he went back out there. Yeah, I went back, got the IV, came back out and and he was Tyree Kill that we all we all know and love. Nice to see Jalen Waddle starting to establish a little, a little bit of um, of consistency here. Touchdowns now in in back to back games. Nine targets this week. Ten targets last week. We want to see it definitely continue, and it should. It what's going to be a Hollywood game next week? Dolphins Eagles in Philly. That's going to be an unreal game. Yes, I believe that's the Sunday night game. It is next week. It is. Yeah. That's ah, a fabulous Sunday night game. That is an awesome, awesome, awesome Sunday night game. Um, to attack Laviliola, QB Alabama. Yeah, he's great. He's great. And if you took him as you know uh, as your starter as a backup option, uh, yeah, this dude is awesome. Has at least two hundred and forty nine yards and a touchdown in every single game going into week number seven against the Eagles and uh oh yeah that guy Raheem uh Raheem Mostret yeah that guy's pretty good too that guy's that guy's awesome Raheem Mostret is yes. that intentional yes you oh, that's intentional. Name like that? uh, absolutely okay. that's that's intentional uh, that's absolutely intentional that's a that's it's it, it, inside bit inside bit okay just making sure yeah Mostert Mostert's awesome he is just he's unreal He's unreal. And then granted, this is also big time benefiting from being a member of this offense. But I am going to be curious to see what this offense is going to look like when Jeff Wilson is eventually activated. And then when Devon Chan is eventually activated, 
could it potentially get messy? Maybe. But at least for right now, ride ride the wave. Ride the vibes. Because right now, those Dolphins, my God, they're in that channel right now. And they are just swimming freely. Yes. Oh, wow. Look at that. Great they're imagery. just riding with the current. Yes. It's like, whoa. It's like, whoa. It's like, whoa. Those are no, sea turtles. I know it's not a dolphin. I know it's a sea turtle. I, yeah, I'm, okay. Just I, making I'm sure. Well, well aware, but just to go with go with the bit. Yeah, not not a marine biologist, but I can I can tell you that those are names. Crush. I love that movie. Finding Nemo is a classic. It's one of my favorites. One one of my favorite just need to smile movies. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun one. Yes. All right. Uh, Minnesota in Chicago, sloppy game. Oh. oh, God. The Vikings are lucky to leave Soldier Field with a win. Oh, they are so lucky. They are so freaking lucky. Is Justin Jefferson going to come back and play for this team? Ooh, probably not. I mean, why? 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 And if Justin Jefferson's not going to be there, there has to be a conversation now about Kirk Cousins and where where he's at. Because that man just looked lost. Well, in the unlikely That's... scenario that I survive in the guillotine, which is very, very, very unlikely, I am not starting him. <laughs> uh no, and he plays the fight, he plays the uh, 49ers next week. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Coming off of a loss. Oh, <laughs> No, no, he's gonna no, get no. he's gonna get murdered in prime time. I'm pretty sure. Also, is that Thursday game? I think it's Monday. Oh God, don't tell me that. Oh good Lord, don't tell me that. Oh, it is. Oh my God, that's a Monday night game. Oh no. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, Kirk Cousins that's, is gonna throw like five picks. Yeah, no, that's not good. That's Kirk Cousins uh, on Monday night is is terrible. Yeah, no, there's uh that that that's that's a problem. That, that is that is definitely definitely a problem. Um, yeah, this Vikings offense without without Jefferson, oh, this stinks. It stinks. This this football team just stinks. Yeah, they really do. Um, I guess that's it. Uh. <laughs> The only Viking that you could start with confidence next week against the 49ers is TJ Hawkinson. And you probably have to because like more start? than likely you have to. Yes. We're going to start ahead of TJ Hawkinson. Right. At tight end. Right. Maybe you have maybe have our good buddy Sam Laputa. Then maybe maybe him, I guess. All right. Well, Chicago. Yeah. Um, not great for Justin Fields. You know, with the injury. So I bet people I was watching football with, I put $150 on the table. And I said, can anybody tell me who the backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears is? And some said Nathan Peterman. And they were, just, they would have been correct if he were active. He was not active. I'll be very honest. I did. I had never heard of Tyson Badgen ever. I'd never heard of him. 
And yeah, I know either. that I am paid to do this for a living. Had never heard of him. Well, listen, you can't scout everybody. You no. can't scout every player. L- listen, that- I, w- I listen, I, I, I've watched more hours of film over the course of the offseason with draft prospects than I care to admit. I can tell you right now that I was not going to be scouting a Division II quarterback from Shepard. I, yeah. I'm telling you that right now. Can you tell me where he got drafted? Trick question. He didn't. No. No. I, I was not scouting that guy. Sorry. Like, no. No, 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 no. Um, But, yeah, obviously now there's Justin Fields. Injury is uh, not good. A dislocated thumb in his throwing hand. That is a problem. Um, he is scheduled to have an MRI on Monday. So when he has the MRI, um, there'll be a uh, more definitive course of action for when Justin Fields will be able to return to the field if he misses any time at all, to to be fair. And it sucks because the next couple of weeks, the schedule is really, really great for him. Vegas and the Chargers. Those are two matchups you would have thought Justin Fields would come in and uh, would be great. And now we have to worry about Tyson Badgent. Cool. I guess. <laughs> um, you can only, yeah. only start DJ Moore if Tyson Badgent is the guy versus the Raiders. Yeah. Unfortunate about um, Deontay Foreman. I mean, the whole, the whole you know, Running back situation was not great, but I'm sure that just keep your fingers crossed that Roshan Johnson comes back next week and he's the guy. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, it was a Titans reunion. I it was yes because Deonta Foreman and Darrington Evans both going nuts of, about that on the mailbag. Going yeah. nuts. Both former members of Logan of the Logan Paulson fan club when uh. we had Der- when we had Derrick Henry and he got hurt. <laughs> Rip Logan Paulson fan club, but a great team. Great team nonetheless. One that will go down in the box. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh let's go and <clears throat> apologies. Apologies. I just choked on my own breath. I thought you were like doing I was three. trying to reach for the mute button and <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get it in time. And I was like, well, okay, my options are continue to choke or try and get a cough out and see how well it, I could make it sound to where it's not too loud. And failed miserably. So apologize to anybody with with uh, with with AirPods, but um, your ears will recover. I almost didn't recover. I almost was six feet under. I w- I wasn't looking at my screen, so I heard that. I was like, "Oh, is Bird doing a weird sound effect or something?" No, oh. no, 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 no. That wasn't a weird sound effect. That was me just trying to save my own life. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you're still with us. Talk about well, the San Francisco Forty ers and the Cleveland Browns. Go Brownies, baby. Yeah, that was uh, what a wild game. I mean, P.J. Walker. It wasn't it wasn't like because of P.J. Walker, although I mean, was it, though? Uh, No, it was the Cleveland Browns having a very, very good game plan and playing very good defense. That defense is really, really good, really, really underrated. And Kyle Shanahan now one and eight. Against Jim Schwartz. Wow. Also, this as is a, a Kyle as Shan- a coordinator, as a coach, whatever it may be. Kyle Shanahan is one in eight lifetime against Jim Schwartz. There was a hidden revenge game actually in this. 
because did you know that Kyle Shanahan used to be a coordinator for the Cleveland Browns? Yes. Yes. It was a Marquise Goodwin French game too, only he didn't do anything. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't think there are any other one, any other revenge games. I didn't, no. I had to look, I was like, Marquise Goodwin. I didn't realize he was on the Browns. He was, he was, he had a 20 yard catch in, uh, in the game, but nice to see Kareem Hunt getting involved in, in, in the game early on. Jerome Ford uh, had a solid day. Amari Cooper, four for 108. Nice day for him. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, PJ Walker, you know, did the job and and got the Cleveland Browns a win, something that their 270 something million dollar quarterback probably wouldn't have been able to do. Funny, huh? Yes, it is funny. Funny how that works. It's really, really funny how that works. Maybe they need to go spend all that stupid money on, on, you know, Deshaun Watson, a guy that's completely, completely mid. Sorry. Did I say that? Well, it's definitely not the worst thing you could say about Deshaun Watson. Uh, no. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, but the biggest thing coming out of this game, and and I mean, how could it not be, is Christian McCaffrey with the oblique. Here we are. Here we are. And all I got to say is, thank God that there are other people that now could experience this. Because I don't have this problem. <laughs> I don't have this guy. So... The couple times that I had him, he's been hurt. So, sorry, tough, tough for well, you. It's not. It's not your problem. It's not. It's not you anymore. Nope. Nope. Not me. I'm completely vindicated. Um, does have an extra day of rest to get ready for for next Monday, as we pointed out before against against Minnesota. Um, I kind of think the guy that you want to be going out and targeting, if Christian McCaffrey can't go, is Jordan Mason. Not Elijah think, Mitchell? No. Uh, Jordan Mason had five carries in, in in this game. Elijah Mitchell only had two. That's true. Jordan Mason, on the touchdown run, he looked great. Yeah. Yeah, he looked solid. He looked solid. Now, uh, would you feel comfortable enough starting him? No. It sucks, too, that he's a, uh, he, uh, this is a Monday night because there's still a chance McCaffrey does play. What I would say, honestly... Don't don't throw a significant amount on Jordan Mason if you have better options. But if you need somebody, then Jordan Mason is a good push all your chips in guy to go and get. Well, you should oh. have if you have Christian McCaffrey. I think that you should. Oh, if you have McCaffrey, then then yeah, then yeah, absolutely. That's a no brainer. Um, then yeah, you you have to, but. There's a chance that McCaffrey could could play, unless, of course, we hear more in the next couple of days before your waivers run that McCaffrey could miss X amount of time. Then that yeah. changes your strategy for sure. And Debo, Debo as well, another injury. Yeah, sucks. A lot of injuries sucks. this week. Yeah, a lot of big injuries this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was looked good, just couldn't really get anything going. He should have had more, but. It was raining. It was pouring. You know, pouring the, there. The defense is playing really well for Cleveland. If, if there's no Debo and there's no McCaffrey next Monday night versus Minnesota, whew, 
Ayuk could be a great play. I think Ayuk could be a great play regardless because I don't know um, what the status is with with Debo. I'll obviously have more on this, you know, with the next couple of days. Um, X-ray came back negative, so that's good. But I would imagine there could be some sort of MRI done on the shoulder just to figure out what exactly is going on, what the next steps are for determining the potential play of Debo Samuel moving forward. Yeah. And George Kittle just stinky, stinky. He's Fuck Dallas. You, you weren't playing the Cowboys. You dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. No, that's kind of justified. I mean, it was kind of a dick move. He's an idiot. Next. Yeah, he is. He's one good week. Out of, you know, out of five. Sorry. Sorry. He's an idiot. I'll never have him. I've never had him. I'll never have him. Next. Never again. Fuck him. Sorry for swearing. I will will not be uh, drafting or signing George Kittle in future leagues if the opportunity presents itself. Because no. Did he ever get fined for that? Did he? He I don't know. I don't know. I did not keep track. I no. I just saw the yeah. I saw that he could get fined for it, but I don't know, I don't know if he did. Probably not because the NFL hates Jerry Jones. No, specifically Roger Goodell. Well, I mean, yes, he does. George uh, Roger Goodell was probably smiling when when George Kittle did it. <laughs> the NFL also hates the Jets. But that's that's besides. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did get fined. Oh. $13,000. Not enough. Hey, in the NFL, you could, or in the NHL, you can only get fined $5,000. Not enough. George Kittle should have been fined his entire contract. Asshole. Sorry, it's weird. Did they say, uh, you know, maximum allowable under the CBA? Or. <laughs> uh, he shouldn't find his entire contract. Have him play, have him play for free. All right. Next, I think this is the last game of the one o'clock window. And it is the New Orleans Saints going into Houston. And um yeah. <clears throat> what? Taysom Hill at seven fucking catches. Like, what are we doing? This He's god a... this godforsaken team. <clears throat> truly, tragic truly. I hate this team. Well, they're just so confusing. Like, who do you who do you rely upon for fantasy on this team consistently? Well, you still rely on Olave. Olave gets his just quietly. Quietly, he just gets it done. But and then, but everybody else is like, oh, Michael Thomas, Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Michael Jason Thomas Hill. is only a flex play. Michael Thomas is is only a flex play going forward, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, Kamara's a steady enough RB2. Shahid in deep leagues is a good enough dart throw, but that's all he is. He's either a guy that's going to be okay, or he's a guy that's going to be shattered the glass ceiling. If he breaks a long touchdown, that's it. Right. Right. So the only guy that you could realistically start here and feel confident enough that they're going to be able to do something is Alave. And 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 Kamara too at full point PPR because he get he gets the receptions. Yeah, but the Saints just don't score. Also, 
Well, Derek Carr also doesn't have a clutch gene in his body. Sorry, Adam. I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah, no. I'm aware. It was a classic Derek Carr game. 353, one touchdown, one pick. And it probably was good enough. It probably was good enough to be like a top five quarterback this week going into Sunday night. Which um, as of right as of right now, the Giants are winning three nothing, which I'm shaking in my boots. Come on, Buffalo. Come on, Josh. I need you. Oh, I would be shocked. Let's see. Derek Carr was seven. QB seven of the week with sixteen points. That's that's truly unbelievable. Yeah, this week was have we said this enough? That this week was not good for quarterbacks. My God. My God. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it for that. For the New Orleans, or for the Houston Texans, rather. Um, yeah, it's just whatever. Like, they didn't have Tank Dell. They didn't have... Uh, oh, actually, that was it. That yeah, was- they, they, didn't, they just didn't have Tank Dell, and... Dalton Schultz, third straight week with a touchdown. Nico Collins looked good. This Devin Singletary coming out party that he had after not being used once last week. Now he's getting 13 touches to Damian Pierce's 13 touches. The fuck is that about? Sorry for swearing. What? What? Like, no, that 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 is not good. That is not good. You do not want to see that. If you are a Damian Pierce manager, that is not good. They got the bye next week, figure their shit out, and then woof, you come back and you pray because my God, if you I don't get it, we thought for a split second that maybe Damian Pierce was in the clear that he was going to be the guy here finally, but nope, no, he ain't. Never- there was a red zone series where I'm like, is Damian Pierce hurt or something? Because Devin Singletary was on the field way more than Pierce. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah. And no injury designation at all. I don't get it. Weird. Really weird. I I, I want to see if anybody asks Domenico Ryan's that in uh in the in the post game. I'm very curious because that that's an interesting one. And if, if nobody did. I'm going to ask. Yeah. The thing with Damian Pierce, though, is that, you know, Devin Singletary did just did more with what he had, like the carries, yeah. because he had 2.6 yards of carry. Uh, Pierce did. And Singletary had 4.8 yards yep. of carry. Yep. Singletary just looked better on the ground today than, than Pierce did. And that's a big problem for, for Pierce, who, you know, we thought that he was going to be on a much longer leash and, all it took was really one bad half, and Singletary was called into duty immediately for the most part. Yep. Okay. Uh, we have now moved into the four o'clock slate. You want to talk about the Jets? Sure. Alrighty. So, Adam. Adam. Yes. Yes. I'm going to give you a minute. Okay. Say whatever you want about the New York Jets. Okay. Get it all out. Okay. Say whatever you want to say. Uninterrupted. You have one minute. All right. Well, tell me when to start. I will tell you exactly when to start, and you will be unfiltered and ready to go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. 
Well, the offense is terrible in the red zone, but Brees Hall is amazing. Garrett Wilson's amazing. And just Delvin Cook needs to stay off the fucking field. Randall Cobb can't catch a cold, but at least the defense is good and forces turnovers. But the offense really just needs to get it going. And Zach Wilson just cannot stop holding onto the ball and taking these unnecessary sacks to set up third and long for the Jets. And it just just kills drives, just absolutely kills drives. But for fantasy, it's still the Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson show. And do not look at anybody else. Maybe Tyler Conklin. But honestly, there are better options out there. How, how long was that? That was 45 seconds. All right. Look at that. So you still have 10 seconds to get anything you want to say. Um, I'm just happy that Brees Hall scored and the Jets beat the Eagles for the first time in franchise history. Nice. Nice. You complete yep. you completed your uh your your minute. Yeah, Brees Hall, Brees Hall is exceptional. I mean, he's yeah, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Jake asked me if I think Brees Hall is gonna be a first round fantasy pick next year. I don't know if he's gonna be a first round fantasy pick, but will he be a top two round fantasy pick for me? More than likely, yes. Also, Aaron Rodgers needs to be in the building for for all Jets games moving forward because apparently he he has an effect on this team. Do you see that he was throwing? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I, I tell I tell you that 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 alternative medicine that he that he's got going on there. Are doctors going to start prescribing ayahuasca to people? To <laughs> listen, like, all, all, all I know is that if uh, if ayahuasca is uh, the magical cure for everything. Ayahuasca to dark cave for a couple of weeks. Sure. I don't get it. I mean, granted, he really didn't. There was a picture. There's a little video of him uh, riding in a golf cart and then getting out and walking into like a, I guess it might've been the locker room, but he just was, he was basically just like straight legging it on yeah. the, so he wasn't really putting too much weight on his leg. Um, But yeah. Just yeah, everything, everything, everything that I hear about Aaron Rodgers is that despite what the media is putting out there about how there's no chance that Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays this year, he's just not buying that. Well, it's he's not the not first time this that. has happened he, either. He thinks that he has a chance to be back in December. God, stop. Don't give me hope. Um, Which is, if he could do that, that would be unheard unbelievable. Of. It would be unheard of. It would be unheard of. Yeah. Like, this is so both times that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, they were all he also made some pretty miraculous recovery times. Um, in I guess it was, was it 2013? Yeah, 2013 uh, was, was the first time. And then in 2017, he broke his collarbone and fucked up roughing the passer rules forever. Um, because Anthony Barr put his body weight on the quarterback. But you know, when you do it to Zach Wilson, nobody gets penalized. So, Correct. It's a, Correct. Yeah. And then also when you hit Zach Wilson in the face and grab his helmet, then it doesn't get penalized. Man, the refs really try to fuck the Jets on this in this game, especially with that with that touchdown with Jalen Hurts, where uh, I guess it was in the first quarter. It was dumb. It was super dumb. Good to have yeah. the Sanchez on the call, though. Also, another former former Jet and former Eagle, if you didn't know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they got both sides of the uh, of the ball covered there. Yeah, he's got a nice uh, nice flow going also. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yes, he does. 
Nice head of lettuce. Nice head of lettuce going on there with with <laughs> Mr. With, with Mr. Sanchez. Um, and the Eagles. It was kind of par for the course, really. Be, Jalen Hurts would have a much better day if he didn't throw, not one, not two, but three interceptions against the against the Jets defense. Uh, DeAndre Swift, thank God he scored. There is a huge conversation needs to be had about DeAndre Swift this week. About you know he he just doesn't look that good. He just seems like he's beneficial. He's benefiting off of the fact that the Eagles. He's the Eagles' number one running back. And he's getting the majority of the work. I mean, on the ground, he's just been. Okay, he hasn't even been that great. He's a passenger uh, in this offense. Yeah, yeah. Devonta Smith has been. Devonta Smith was bad again, and yeah. he hasn't scored a touchdown since week number two now. And, and the Jets were down Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Brandon Eccles in this game. Yep. And that defense held up, and that's fair play to him. Dallas Goddard did not have a Dallas Goddard game against the New York Jets. Uh, AJ Brown looked great. It was par for the course. Bring on next Sunday night. That game is going to be awesome. And as a neutral, I cannot wait. I'm excited. I'm very yeah, excited. That I'm, could be I'm a pumped. As infuriating as it's probably going to be for both of us, that might be a Super Bowl preview. Uh the 49ers are a thing. That's true. 49ers are still a thing. But it's a must win for Dallas tomorrow. Must win. If Dallas can get by those LA Chargers, it almost makes last week, almost makes last week a blip on the radar. Almost. Not almost, quite, but almost. Already. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts is is absurd, though. The the way that he can just escape sacks. Yeah. Yeah, he is he is really, really, really impressive. But give I give credit to the Jets defense. Jets defense showed out today. Yeah, Quinn Williams got a pick. How crazy yeah. is that? They they deserve all of their flowers without question. Yep, and uh, four turnovers. I mean, it's gotta. It, it sucks that the offense couldn't pay off more of those turnovers, though. Agreed, agreed. But you know what? You beat an undefeated team. No, you yeah, beat no, a I'm Super happy. Bowl contender. I'm happy. So you know what? I, you take it where you can get it. I'm sure if you look at the Jets way uh, Twitter page right now, they're having a good night. Yeah, no, listen, don't get me wrong. I am thrilled that this game happened and that the Jets won. And, but yeah, there's, there's things you, the team's got to work on. But anyway, that's besides the point. That's for, you know, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, okay. So the uh, McDaniels bowl also happened. And, so Mac jo- like the Patriots, you know, scored more than 10 points. They were averaging 11 points this year, a game. Um, and they scored more than that, but they still lost. Uh, Adam, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Just a quick question before we get to the next game. Who's yeah. 57 for the Jets? CJ Mosley. Jake, after bashing CJ Mosley for the better part of the last two and a half weeks, Jake changed his profile picture on Twitter to a Pro Bowl CJ Mosley jersey. You uh, fucking fraud. <laughs> CJ Mo- Mosley. Yeah, I'm is the calling heart- you out, Jake. I'm calling you the fuck out. You are a fraud. I'm surprised because CJ Mosley is the heart and soul of that Jets defense, and he should know that. I-, I will be doing some research about Jake's tweets 
about Jake's <laughs> tweets. I will become famous in the Jets community tonight. He's no, he's the he's the the engine. He is of that. So I don't know why. But anyway, that's besides the point. So the McDaniels Bowl. New England in Vegas. Where do you want to start? Um, the Patriots stink. Thank God Ramondre Stevenson finally decided to do something, but you can't trust him or anybody in the New England Patriots going forward. And that includes my good friend, Hall of Fame tight end Hunter Henry. Yeah. Well, him and Zeke Elliott both scored. Yeah, it's a miracle. It's a fucking miracle. Ezekiel Elliott got himself a touchdown. Hallelujah. He'll be back as a cowboy before the trade deadline. I just know it. I just have that very, very bad, strange vibe that Zeke is just going to go back to Dallas and it's going to be status quo as it was. Uh, but yeah, back Jones. I think it's time that they bench him because Bill Belichick cannot be riding off into the sunset knowing that Mac Jones is the guy that put the nails in his coffin. You know, it's funny. I was actually listening to the mailbag yesterday and you were talking about the question about whether or not Bill Belichick should get fired. Yeah. And I'm surprised that as an example, and you might've, I don't know, I might've you know, let it slip past, but I'm surprised that the, as a Cowboys fan, that the example that you used wasn't Tom Landry got fired. Sure. Tom Landry got fired. Anybody can get fired. Sure, but the main difference was Tom Landry got fired because there was a new hot shot owner in town that really he wanted to have his own coach. And that hot shot new owner's name was Jerry Jones. Well, I mean, it worked out. But yes, it still. Did. Yes, it did. It worked out, hindsight being 2020, but end of the day, the, the firing of Tom Landry was at the time taboo. Well, yeah. It's. It's like the whole the adage of if Wayne Gretzky can get traded, then anybody can get traded. Exactly. So I don't think that it would be stupid to fire Bill Belichick at this point because, like, what's the new coach? Who are they going to? Is going to be Bill O'Brien? Is that going to be their interim head coach right. potentially? Like the season's lost for right. them. Exactly. Exactly. Season's gone. Um, I mean, tank for Caleb. Uh-oh. I guess. I guess. But like, is is the Bill Patriots Belichick the kind of guy that you want to raise Caleb Williams at his current state? Is Bill O'Brien the guy that you want to be coaching no. Caleb no. Williams? No, I know that for a fact. Hell no. I just don't. I don't know. And I mean, you know, recency bias, but Caleb Williams didn't look great against Notre Dame. No, but he looked like Dak. Yeah. <laughs> looked like Dak, just a, field, just a field manager that was afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. It's funny, actually. On Saturday, I watched, because NFL Throwback does those like college games occasionally. Yeah. And one of the ones that got into my recommendations was Dak's game against Alabama. So mm, That's a good game. That's a good game to watch. Yeah. I mean, for the Raiders, though, can we just talk about Jacoby Myers? Revenge game. Revenge game. And he scored. Yep. Uh, and Michael Mayer, too. He definitely is worth an ad this week. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I'm a little uh, worried. A little worried with the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation. 
uh, was transported to the hospital with a back injury. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about it, but I'm just going to assume. And this is me putting my, you know, fake doctor hat on. But where he was grabbing his back to me looked kidney related. Ooh. Yeah. So just construct your own picture based off of that. Honestly, I'd rather not, but I see where you're right. going with it. Right. But st- even then, uh, Devontae Adams, two for 29. Just, ugh. Bad day again. If you can get Devontae Adams on the low right now, do it. Get Devontae Adams on the low if you can. But Jacoby Myers, he, he's he's looking great. He, he really is looking to be, uh, if you drafted him late, good for you. Because he's looking to be a guy that's going to be a very steady contributor. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo seems to love him. Yeah, but like the Raiders, I looked at the Raiders record and I'm surprised that they're three and three for one thing. Shocked, shocked. Because but, you, you would have you would have felt the coming in, it would have been it would have been a lot worse. Because there were like rumors that Josh McDaniels might get fired if yeah. they don't do well in this game. So, do you really want a part of the Raiders' offense, Jimmy G or not or otherwise? Well, if you can get Devontae Adams, you can get Devontae Adams. I mean, that guy is... He's very good. I understand. Still one of the best wide receivers in football. He's very good. I would want a piece of that. Uh, If I'm going to die on trading low for somebody and having them come in to either make or break me, one of those guys that I personally would be relying on is Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams has never steered me wrong ever. Yes, and he has a proven track record of success, so that helps. And I love that guy a lot. But, yeah, this offense kind of is just, I mean, you could say this, how many times have we said this about offenses today? It's just mid. It's just okay. Nah. They got the win, though. That's all that matters. Yes, that is all that matters. All righty. Detroit and Tampa Bay. I mean, you know. Good game. You know, you were worried about Detroit on the road in Baltimore. They were on the road in Tampa Bay and they, they had a great performance. They look great. They look the only team that showed up for this game. But really, I mean, in a week, in a week that was full of meh performances for the most part. Jared Goff was your QB one. I'm on I'm on St. Brown going into Sunday night. That's your player one. Wait, no, yeah, it might be it, it might great. be it might be Mostert. Might be Mostert. I think it is. Let me just check. Yes, it is Moster. So he's your player two. Sorry. He's your player two wide receiver one is is Amonor St. Brown. But I, I, I mean, either then, I mean, uh, unbelievable. This guy is just, he's so good. He's so good. I, I tried this week. I pushed hard in a league to get Amonor St. Brown. I, I offered up DJ Moore, Jameer Gibbs, and Deonta Foreman. For wow. Amon Ross St. Brown. I pushed hard. And this manager was too stubborn to say to say yes. And at the end of the day, this manager just wanted way too much. So I had to back away and say to myself, you know, just shit. Because. Oh. Yeah. Well, now he's unattainable. He's so good. He is so, so, so good. And you're going to continue to ride him. Continue to yep. ride him. Continue, continue to play him. Because he's, uh, he's a star. He's a star, and he is my son, and I love him. Yep. Um, Jameson Williams caught a long touchdown. Good for him. Worth an ad, but you still can't start him. Yeah. 
the real story besides, you know, Jared Goff and Almaro St. Brown is David Montgomery with that rib issue. Was it a rib issue? Is that right? Yeah, it's it, it's a rib, but who cares? <laughs> Jameer Gibbs going to come in and do what? I don't know. Probably nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Get well soon, David Montgomery, so you can come back and continue to be the RB1 while Jameer Gibbs goes and uh, and holds a clipboard. Yeah. All right. Hashtag well, analysis. Hashtag analysis. Uh, the Buccaneers really inherited the spirit of those cream skulls by being well, absolutely dog shit, like the brutal, 72 Broncos uh, Bucks Buccaneers. Take, take everything you saw with this game, throw it out the window, rip it up, destroy it, shit on it, puke on it, do whatever you want to it. Just a bad, bad game all around. Um, gross. Yeah, just a gross, gross, gross game. Uh, they'll they'll bounce back. I mean, we we've seen this offense be be very, very good this year. Uh, they'll bounce back in, in a big game next week for them too against Atlanta at home. Which, by the way, Mike Evans has a has a history and has made a career off of owning. So, fire up Mike Evans. Yeah, it's true. You're absolutely correct. Uh, let's see. I think we have the last game here. Yep. That is the Arizona Cardinals going into SoFi to only score nine points against the Rams. But, you know, it was a, it was a very shorthanded team for the Cardinals. So, and what, uh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you about Amari DiMercato? I know. I knew it. I knew it. Classic, classic you know, let down. And what was it even like he was the second guy? He was the third. I know. It was County Agram. And Damian Williams. And Damian Williams. Hey, look at that Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion, Damian Williams. Yep. Yep. Unbelievable. I, I truly unbelievable. And I knew it. I called it. Well, it's like I think we both talked about this on the preview on this preview show, where it's like, why would you want anybody running the football for the Cardinals anyway? Correct. Outside of James Conner. Correct. And anybody who started Amari DiMercato, Mercado, I'm so sorry, but we, I, I did not vouch to start him on the mailbag. I did not. I did not say to start him. Yeah, I was not. Also, I was also not a person that was in favor of starting him. I, I hope, I hope to God that there are people out there did, didn't drop like 30, 40% of their fab to go and get them. Because if they did, that would just be, oh, yeah, that's rough. My my heart would break for those people, truly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else from this before we go on to the, to the Rams? Uh, no. No, I, I, think it's, I think it's much of the same as, as the, as the Bucks. Rip up what you saw, throw it out the window. The Cardinals suck against the Rams historically. Um, Hollywood, will, Hollywood will have better games. Still eleven targets. I, I'm, I'm content with what I saw. Because you got to remember the Cardinals. The Cardinals, for the most part, have outperformed what they were expected to do for the large part of the season already. They've contributed several fantasy pieces that we could say are startable. With the likes of Josh Dobbs and Deep Superflex, Hollywood, Zach Ertz, James Conner. They they've they've given us some guys. So to see them have a stinker, it sucks, but it's not surprising. Yeah, and they were supposed to be putrid this year. Right. 
they're supposed to be putrid. And at this point, we were just going to be riding them off altogether. And somehow, give credit to to Jonathan Gannon. He, he he's kept this ship a little bit afloat. Yeah, and this game was wasn't you know the scoreline looks lopsided, but at halftime, this was this was a nine nine game. Yeah, yeah. And in the second half, they just laid an egg. And it yeah. happens. It happens. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, when Cooper Cup and Kyron Williams are on the other sideline, it happens. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. And uh, from what I was told, also, Kyron Williams looked like he tweaked his ankle at the end of the game. So uh, day-to-day situation. But I, from what I was told, he uh, should be fine. Uh, the come-down game for Puka Nakua happened. He should have scored. Yep. He should have scored, to be fair. He had a touchdown in his hands that just couldn't come down with. But uh, welcome back, Cooper Cup. 7 for 148 and a touchdown. Last to Cooper Cup day. Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, it happens. You ride him. You you continue to ride this dude. Uh, and because you have Cooper Cup there, Matthew Stafford is a startable fantasy quarterback for you. And if Kyron Williams does miss uh, next week for the Los Angeles Rams when they go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, no, Ronnie Rivers is not a starting option. All right. Awesome. Or Zach well, Evans, whoever it's going to be, because Ronnie, Ronnie Rivers also left the game with a knee injury. Oh. Well, that's it for that. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review and tell us how much you love the podcast. And uh, don't forget to find us also wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.